I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap pod for this week's Honda Classic. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. What up, Greg? What's going on, guys? What a week. What a week. Let's talk <laughs> yeah, all about it. Exciting. <laughs> you, 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 you felt you like you were trying to. Up. Yeah, yeah, I'm like uh, I'm like Matt Jones. I was I was ready to get us moving on to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> Greg was speaking it into existence. We got the coach here. Coach, good to see you. So I've called 40 hours of golf, literally, on PGA Tour Live, but it was good to get that text saying, hey, can you jump on the pod tonight right after you're done? We'd love to have you. Yes, I'd love to be here. So let's, let's talk a little. I mean, when you've done so much, what's a little bit well, what's more? What's a little we'll bit do, more? What's a little bit more? And Kyle Porter rounds out our foursome for this evening. KP, what's going on? Yeah, I- I, too, am uh, on the Matt Jones pace of play. I've got Oklahoma State uh, playing in the NCAA tournament tonight, and uh, I'm going to settle in for some Cade Cunningham here in a few hours. So let's go. Speaking of madness, it's literally madness time in the sports world with the NCAA tournament in full swing, but you're a diehard sports fan, which means you want to stay in the know with all sports, and that's where CBS Sports HQ is your streaming answer. Just think of what's on tap for this week alone. MLB spring training, the NBA trade deadline, UFC 260, NFL free agency fallout, draft coverage as well, golf picks, U.S. men's national team. We could go on and on, but you get it. Sports never sleeps, and neither does CBS Sports HQ. It's available on your computer, your phone, via the CBS Sports app, and your connected TV. I personally leave it on all day, and if you live and breathe sports, I'd encourage you to as well. Matt Jones does it at PGA National KP, his second PGA Tour victory. And while there was chaos all around him on Sunday, particularly from his playing partner and guys that were trying to make a move, this was like the easiest round of golf I've ever seen play for a guy who goes out and wins a golf tournament by five shots. Yeah, I'm sure that... I actually wrote something similar to that. And then I said, I'm sure he won't remember it as that. It was probably more stressful for him than it was to watch. But, you know, the thing I was thinking about on the weekend is just how how many different ways there are to win a tournament, right? You think back to last week, how does JT win? Well, he barely makes the cut. I think he made it by two strokes at TPC Sawgrass. Mm -hmm. And then he just goes ballistic on the weekend. And Matt Jones is the opposite. He shoots literally the best round of this season on Thursday and then he kind of just 
cruises to the end. You know, Aaron Wise jumps up, takes his big lead. Then he falls back. And and I, I thought Matt Jones was super steady over the last three days, uh, which really kind of accentuated what he did. The, the round on Thursday was a joke. I know you guys talked about it uh, on, on the recap pod, but it's going to go down as, I don't know, maybe the best or second best or third best round of this season. And it got him his, his second win, which gets him in the masters. And it's, a you know, it, we will talk about it for 30 or 40 minutes here, but it's a huge deal for somebody like that. Who's kind of a fringe top 75, top hundred guy in the world. Entering Sunday with the three shot leads, always kind of weird, Greg, we've seen guys kind of falter quickly. We've seen other guys kind of run away with it. Here's, here's what Matt Jones did. He hits 11 of 14 fairways, 17 of 18 greens, essentially just dominates the field all week long from T to green and uh, puts, puts this one away pretty easily. So, yeah, easy. right. It, it, and it, it really did look, easy. but you know, <laughs> there's a Rick couple of, yeah, it was easy for my side. <laughs> he does say that he doesn't get nervous in tournaments. I'm sure you heard him talking about that on the broadcast. Golf tournaments don't make him nervous. And he has this laid back uh, attitude and you listen to him in interviews and he's always been this way. He just has a laid back way about him. And today you really got the sense that that's real. It's not, he's not just saying that even under the, the pressure that a, a golf course like PGA national presents, he's still able to go ahead and do his thing. And, and his pace of play kind of, it seemed like it would help, but at the beginning of the day, looking at that pairing, uh, with JB Holmes, I was really nervous for Matt Jones because that's not a favorable <laughs> pairing, right? When you take a guy who plays really fast and a guy who plays really slow, the fast player never affects the slow player. You know, J.B. Holmes is never going to say, wow, I, uh, Matt, I felt rushed by Matt Jones. But Matt Jones will always feel like, hey, I felt held up today. So he probably feels like everybody holds him up every single time he ever tees it up on tour. And every round, his pairing, there's somebody that holds him up because he plays so fast. But it's impressive mm. to me when you're in the final group and you have the situation J.B. Holmes had on number two and things kind of get a little... Um, things get a little crazy and they take a little bit of time and you're waiting and you play at that kind of a pace. It, it was just really impressive to me that he was able to keep it together and make it look as easy as he did. It was a two under 68 that gets the job done coach. Anytime Matt Jones got into a little bit of trouble, he would quickly extradite himself from that situation and get back into play, make a par when he had to He rolled in plenty of putts. And we talked about one of the big storylines coming into the week that in, in a field that was softer than normal, there was a lot of opportunity out there for guys like Matt Jones, who now cashes in on his second career master's invite he moves to 11th in the fedex cup points this is career trajectory changing stuff for matt jones yeah there's, there's a few things i want to hit on here first of all you know we've done the show the last two nights you and i together and and i did pga tour live with Stuart appleby who's from australia just like matt jones is and he told me on thursday after the 61 he goes listen he goes i don't think that jonesy is going to move backwards because he won on a course in australia that he said is way tougher than pga national and he told me that and then you I was trying to think of a word to use today to describe what he did. And I would use the word dominant because he's the only player in the field. Think about this, guys, that never shot over par. He shot even par on Friday, yeah. but he never shot over par. Think about that for a second. When everybody else is double here, triple there, uh, 11 on 17 at one point for Brian Stewart. And yet Matt Jones somehow just kept it going. And I thought that was one of the most remarkable four rounds of golf and even if you take the 61 out of it, because he just putted the lights out, to be able to do what he did 
when everybody else was blowing up was nothing short of amazing. And how many times do we look back and go, how, how come we didn't pick that guy to win this week? Plus 7,000 would have been a nice uh, payday. But I also leave this week feeling kind of bad for a lot of guys because we don't talk about money a lot as far as earning a living, as far as how much you're going to make, because a lot of the guys make millions and millions. But there were so many guys across the board that lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because they couldn't keep the ball in play. But you had this one dude over here that would step up. And when you're a play-by-play guy like I do for the PJ Tour, I have to watch him because if I look down, he's already hit the ball. And I haven't even called, you know, what he's doing yet, or you know. So it, it's it's refreshing to to have him win. It's refreshing to have somebody fast play. Um, but also, it was it was a tough week for a lot of guys uh, not named Matt Jones. Uh, certainly, that's certainly true. You know, I want to mine into the one one comment that that he did make, and Greg Greg brought this up. And KP, I'll throw this at you. Do you believe Matt Jones doesn't get nervous? Is that is that a defense mechanism? Is that like what his sports psychologist says? Put that out in the universe. Tell people you don't get nervous. Try to convince yourself of it. Or he actually physically does not get nervous. Well, I think what he's saying, and I think I think uh, sometimes on the broadcast and even with us, we kind of overrate how often guys get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like standing on the second tee on like a Saturday afternoon, like no, nobody's nervous, right? Like that's not a – I mean – Maybe for like the Ryder Cup, maybe you have a moment at the U.S. Open or something like that. But if you're standing on, and maybe he didn't this week because he never really had pressure on Sunday. But if you're standing on 16 on Sunday with a one-stroke lead, yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna feel that, like that you, you're not impervious to that, no matter who you are. And if you don't, you're you're not you're not a human. Maybe Sungjae doesn't get nervous. Maybe he's the only <laughs> one that doesn't, that doesn't feel it. The, the robot. But I, I do, I do think like we, like we way overplay the, Oh, he's, he's feeling this type thing. Like, no, you just, you just did a batch, you know? And so I, I, I do think that there's some of that going on. Um, but you know, they were showing the replay of, of Matt Jones at the Houston open from 14 when he beat Kuchar and he chips in a bunch of times. Like, and feeling something before you chat, right? Like, I, there, there's no way you can, there's no way you can just generate that emotion. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's one of these things, Greg, that I think you know. Um, I, I wonder if, if his, is, if his pace of play helps with this, right? I mean, it, it, to, to be able to get up there and hit the balls as quick as he does, I feel like you have to have some level of like. I don't want to say not caring, but like not being results oriented, right? We see guys grind over it, make sure they're in position, uh, bring it back, check my hands, check my alignment nine times. He's just like, whatever the result of this is going to be, it's going to be, I'm just going to go up there and smack it. And I wonder if those two things kind of go together. Yeah. And I think they do. But again, there's a, there's a, a other side of this. If it doesn't go well for Matt Jones, I mentioned the, the grouping that he had today. When you're playing with somebody that's, that's slowing you down, right? That's significantly slower. It extends the time in between shots. So a lot of, a lot of guys, a lot of Good sports point. psychologists will work on pacing with their players because you've got to pace things out to make sure that you're staying in your routine. Matt Jones has an um, incredible ability to, to get into his routine when it's his turn and when it's not his turn, he's probably talking about something else. I don't know what, I don't know what he's doing, but he is for some reason just staying extremely calm. And all of a sudden when it's his turn, he goes through the same routine. So when guys get really nervous 
what I look for is a change in routine. I look for an extra waggle, uh, an extra mm. practice swing, uh, maybe an extra back off or something along those lines where there's a noticeable change in the routine. And for Matt Jones, I never saw it. I do think the simplicity of his routine, which the simplicity of his routine goes along with the pace of it. But the fact that it's so simple, so repeatable, um, and, and he just continues to do it over and over again, definitely looks like he's not getting nervous out there. So I think there's some, I think there's a relationship there, but I don't think it's as easy as, Hey, if you're nervous, play fast, but it has to, you have to play to what you are under the gun. And, and Matt Jones plays to his personality. And this week he did it all four rounds from the first tee to the 72nd green. And I like the idea that if if there's more time in between shots, it gives you more time to think, Coach. And there would have been no better example mm-hmm. of, of too much time to think than Matt Jones playing on Sunday with J.B. Holmes, who is just kind of losing it all over the place, taking a while to get some rulings. Uh, that and he's still solid. So so even when you give Matt Jones all the time in the world to think about it, all the time in the world to get nervous, he's certainly not going to that place. Well, and and that was that was fairly obvious, and I was I was kind of worried a little bit too that with the with the pairing of, of JB Holmes. But coming into this week, when you look at Matt Jones and what his strengths are, and the fact that he's had one PGA Tour win, he's been criticized in the past that maybe because of the fast play, that when he has been you know the few times in contention, a chance to win, showing up on the first page of the leaderboard, that maybe he should take a little bit more time to line up a putt, a little bit more time to talk to his caddy, a little bit more time to to just understand how big of a moment and that if you finish T2 or fourth or fifth, how much that can do for you. He doesn't do that. That's his thing. And I think we can target Matt Jones because we always talk about how do we bring people into the game? How about amateurs? And we take so long, most of us, when we play and we see what he did. And today it was so easy. I, I I think that's the other word that I want to take away from it, that on a course, and this is the first time I've called the Honda Classic, it is so hard. And there are so many play, people, players that are going to wake up in the morning and they're going to have nightmares about all the water, uh, all the hazards. <laughs> Phil Mickelson never wants to play hole 11 ever again in his life. And Aaron Wise, you take away three holes and he wins the golf tournament, but you can't do that because you got to play all 72. So uh, Matt Jones did something that was remarkable. And to uh, Kyle's point, the 61 on Thursday, there were guys saying, was he playing the champions course or was he down the road, you know, playing somewhere else in, in Jupiter somewhere? Because that was astounding. But then I thought the other three days were as remarkable as the 61 because yeah. he was three over. Am I right, Kyle? He was three over at one point on Friday. Eagle 18, then came, brought him all the way back to even par. And then yesterday and today, he was the only guy in the whole field, almost 70 dudes, that never was in trouble, never was out of the fairway, never had an issue. That never happens on the PGA Tour, and he needs to be commended for that. Yeah, it never it never happens at this course, especially. I do yeah. wonder if on th- if on Thursday he would have taken the sixty one and said, "Okay, that's my number for the week," because it would have won him the tournament by two. Yeah. Well, we but talked the, about he, that, and he would he wouldn't have. And here's why: because there hasn't been a first round leader win the golf tournament since two thousand and three. But there's and also six, not been a first round leader that has been allowed to stop playing for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have to point that out? You have to point that out, right? Right. But that's your that's your point about how hard it is to. Right. And, and I agree. I think it I makes agree coaches you, coach. point stronger. Like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Like the last three days were were as, were almost as impressive, if not as impressive, as the sixty one on Thursday. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, there, I have a great little trivia question here. Uh, Matt Jones is on a short list of golfers. The list is this. It is Matt Jones, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, Greg Norman, and Jordan Spieth. They all have one thing in common. Any guess? It? Oh, Kyle Porter. Go ahead. Australian Open. That is very, very close. Australian Open and a PGA Tour win. Uh, how about Australian Open twice? Oh, oh wow. Spieth won it twice? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. He won and went back and, and won again. But remember, the second time was really hard. First time was he, like a, a walk in the park, and the second one was difficult. He won Matt it in 14. Or, yeah. Spieth won it in 14 right before he won the Masters. Yeah. Anyway, is, I think he won in 13, 14, or maybe 14, 15. I think okay. it was, yeah. 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 was back-to-back years. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. It's courtesy of producer Jacob, so I, I, I guarantee it's right. Matt Jones, yeah. Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, <laughs> Greg Norman, Jordan Spieth have all won the Australian Open at least twice since World War II. How about that? Wow. That's a, that's wow. a great stat. Whenever Rick says trivia, my hands start to sweat. <laughs> um, odds and ends, have real off. quick. Yeah, right. We've got him trained. Uh, odds and ends, real quick here, gentlemen. We got absolutely smoked with our betting cards. Kyle, uh, you were the the best of the worst. We were absolutely terrible. Uh, one and done. One and done was a little bit of a different story. We did okay. Here's where we go. So let's let me give you the full one and done update here. Oh God, Coach. Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! With Shane Lowry, who I believe went 74-74 on the weekend, gets you 29,000, moves you to 2,044,000. We went from about 700,000 on Saturday morning when he teed off all the way down to 29,000. Thank you, Shane Lowry. Appreciate Coach, you. he was in second at, at after nine. Uh, at the turn on Sunday, he was in I second know. place. No, Saturday, not Sunday. Today Saturday, right, right, right. Yeah, Saturday, yeah, my mistake. Yeah, trust me. Trust me, I was watching the free fall, and I was like, who's yeah. going to catch him? Who's going to yeah. catch him? And nobody last, caught him. His last 27 holes, nine over. Hey, uh, Greg, I had him in a head-up bet on Saturday over Russell Henley. He was six up at the turn, and I lost the bet. <laughs> oh, no. If that gives you an idea how bad. <laughs> he, said, he shot a 40 on his second nine on Saturday to just fall all the way down. The reason that Greg is lamenting with you, coach, is he also had Shane Lowry for twenty nine thousand. Uh, yeah. Producer Jacob, I'm sure behind the glass, is also doing the same because producer Jacob had Shane Lowry. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't. Even that's look at that's the why. Team. That's why I know so much about it, coach, because I'm right there with you. I feel your pain. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. So, so in between producer Jacob and Greg, so Greg's going to stay relatively the same. Four point nine million. Uh, KP is at. Three 3.5 because he got 190,000 from Sung JM. KP, I would argue that if he doesn't get a plugged lie on 17 on Saturday, it's probably Sung JM who's making noise in this event. Uh, but I think you'll take T8 money here. How do you feel about this? Uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a fine outcome. I mean, it's, it's probably like the worst you were expecting coming into the week with Sung J being the best player in the field. Um, but he kind of played well late on Sunday to get there. So yeah, I'm I'm good with it. I, I'd be interested what like, what you would have to average per week to end up winning at the end of the year. So I did this once. It depends. So we have a pretty small pool, so you don't have to do too much. Like, oh, well, I'll tell you. Hold on. Let's do. It's usually like tw- uh, two hundred something thousand. 
Okay, so, so that's I've, like right I've averaged right now. I've averaged right now two hundred eighty-two thousand a week. That's my average. Okay, so, so if you're getting so like two fifty, yeah. So one ninety-four is a little a little below average. You, you, the biggest thing is you you got you have to have a win at some point, right? Right, and Kyle, that kind Kyle. of makes Kyle. He just I, throws I'm, out. He just throws out his average, and knowing that he pocketed two point seven large last <laughs> week, that helped the average a little bit, Rick. That helped the average a little bit. But I think everybody's had a win. Everybody's had a win except for Coach, who hasn't participated for as long. Yeah, right. I, I, I didn't come in until January. Yeah. Wow. Everybody's a couple, got a win. That's impressive. A couple of people picked DJ at the Masters. I had a Cantlay win. Rick had JT. Jacob had Ho- Hovland at Mayakoba. That was a good one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jacob. That's dirty. That is dirty. That's like a, that's like a third of the player's purse, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark is at 5.3, and uh, he's gone back-to-back goose eggs. So he got a goose egg mm. from Tommy at the players. He had Lee Westwood this week. That's a goose egg. He's, he's going to lose sleep, I think, gentlemen. You know how seriously he takes I, this. Now, that's well, why he's not wet- here. I told the him. I told him, didn't I? And the only reason I'm happy today is because uh, the book that I use. I told everybody I went on social media. You guys saw it. I said fade Westwood as many yeah. times as you can. And so he, I won a bunch of money by Friday. I, I've been in the I've been in the red since Friday. So I'm good. But I'm good. But Westwood told us he told us on Sunday he that he did. was cooked. Why would anybody pick him? I and mean, then, he said I'm tired. And then it, I saw his interview on Friday at oh. Honda. He shot 78 on Friday. Yeah. And he said, they said, are you, are you burned out? And he said, yeah, I was done like four days ago. Yeah. And it was well, like, yeah, I know. And, I know and, you told me. And guess what? <laughs> so was his fiance. Cause she wasn't even on the bag for the Honda. <laughs> yeah, she that. was tired when he pulled out the putter on 14 and it took him three times to get, to get up onto the green. That's when we said, you know what? He's exhausted. He doesn't even care to chip. He's just trying to get it up there anywhere on the green just to get finished. He didn't care about getting it close. That's when I knew he was done. Done. I had Joaquin Neiman. I got 54,950 to move my total to 6.4 million for the season. Next week is another WGC. I believe first place is 1.8. And there's only 64 golfers in the field, gentlemen. So this there is plenty of opportunity a Bruin this time next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. And it starts on Wednesday. And for the first time, because now that I'm involved with you guys, best believe we're going to start playing for some real money sometime. So this week we're playing for real money. And then <laughs> next year for one and done, we're throwing some real money in. So then actually it hurts because right now, does it really hurt? We can fake it like it really hurt, but it needs to hurt. And you got to be able to brag. So we're throwing some real cheese yeah, that, coach, I, I'm all in on that, but I will say it really, it really does hurt. I mean, Shane Lowry, <laughs> it hurts. The, Shane Lowry hurt me. This week. The, the 340 oh. that I gave back for Scheffler for cheating with Scheffler would have hurt. Uh, it would have hurt a little bit more. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. That's right. My my rules infraction would have would have been more painful. Yeah, yeah I think you, you, you would have you would have fought a little harder. You would have fought a little harder for that one. If you no, yeah. I'm, I'm no, I'm no Patrick Reed. I'm going to abide by the rules. <laughs> Speaking of Patrick Reed, he will be in the field next week. We're going to talk about the WGC match play. We're going to talk about a little Brooks Kepka news, if you want to call it that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you still suffering from supply chain issues? Are they disrupting your operations? Well, have no fear because Graybar has you covered and you can rely on their nationwide logistics network to get what you need, where they need, when they need to get there and all within budget. Graybar is a trusted and leading North American distributor of electrical communications, data networking, industrial products, literally supporting products of any industry, construction, hospitals, industrial plants, schooling, it doesn't matter. Just one clear mission to serve as that vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. So here's what you need to do. Visit graybar.com to start an order today. Visit graybar.com to start an order today and fix those supply chain issues with Graybar. And we're back. About 44 minutes ago, gentlemen, Brooks Kepka tweeted out, and I quote, only one way to go from here, up arrow emoji. You know which one I'm talking about. And it is a montage of photos uh, that KP don't look there's great. Like a, there's a Muhammad Ali in there. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on. But the, the big one is that he's got this sort of bandage around his uh, around his uh left knee right here knee his right knee we're, we're looking at it on youtube here okay his left his left knee was last time it's his right knee this time i would be shocked if based on this tweet these photos if he played the masters mm-hmm. and i would i would actually i would be surprised i think if he played the pga which is in 2 months or whatever 2 months from this week actually uh, yeah, it's not great, and it's a bummer because he was just starting to kind of hit that that stride again after coming back from the left knee, which had been lingering for eighteen months. Yeah, and, and so yeah, it's uh, it doesn't look great. Uh, listen, do we, I don't do, wanna... we know, do we know how how this? Because I mean, he won in Phoenix a month ago. How, how did this happen, or was it always certain? He just he finally had to get it fixed. Well, this is the other knee. This is the I, know, I, I, I don't I don't know I, know I don't that, know but I, I, this, he, this was, is crazy he withdrew from something and said he aggravated his. It, it, okay. What was the event he withdrew from? Because there were um, players like two weeks. Yeah, players, players. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, he was, withdrew yeah, from players because he aggravated his right knee, and now we have these pictures. Okay, that looks like more than aggravated to me. It sure does. Um, I mean, you don't know when they were taken, but if that happened at players, you're within. I mean, those pictures may not be from today, but they're they're not long ago. That's true. Mm -hmm. they're definitely over multiple days he's wearing two different sweatshirts but i I don't want to speculate but let me wildly speculate here for a second that type of (laughs) bandage that type of bandage coach that looks like a bandage on his knee when when an incision is made now that could mean a lot of things uh i don't want to say surgery but that's like that's a scary looking bandage when i see that on his right you don't think that's it's 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 one of two things either you (laughs) you fall when you're playing basketball on a on an outside court or you have surgery like that because 
there's a big old scar or scab or incision that you don't want it to leak. And so you've got to put it all around the entire thing. So my guess is it was a minor surgery because of the size of the bandage. But still, say it's an MCL, uh, that's still going to keep you out for four to six weeks minimum. Mm. Well, I, I am, uh, as a Kyle, uh, less and less optimistic about uh, Brooks getting back onto the course anytime soon. He's obviously already withdrawn from uh, the WGC next week, and we'll keep a close eye on what he is up to moving forward. But let's talk about that match play. Uh, 64 of the top 69 players in the field. And, and KP, like, I, I just love match play, right? Like, we get it at the Ryder Cup. We get it at the President's Cup. This is our one opportunity on the PGA, the regular PGA Tour schedule, to really get something like this. And ever since they made the switch to round-robin play in 2015, and then you go to single elimination, this really is one of my favorite events on the schedule. Yeah, I think I've tried to pick this a bunch of different ways. I think I'm going to pick it this year by the guy that I le- that I would least enjoy playing against. Like the guy that I envision I would I would least enjoy playing. And so I'm curious about who who that is for everybody. I think I think for me right now uh Morikawa would be up there. He's just, mm-hmm. he's just, he just hits every pin. I mean, it's like he he would just be infuriating because even if I'm Rory or Bubba or whoever and 40 yards past him, he's just, he's just firing at every flag stick, you know, like he, he would be, I think he's going to be super interesting because he hasn't really participated a ton in this. This might be his, his first, his first one actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. I think he's going to be fascinating and I don't know, there's a lot of guys coming in playing pretty well. I mean, JT, obviously. There's a lot of young guys who are going to make their debut. And, and Greg, the angle that I'm thinking about this week, um, <laughs> I hate to say this. I think Rory's kind of interesting. Obviously, he's like dominated oh, this gosh. event. He's played well. But hold on, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Rory needs something different. Okay, winning a golf tournament with 140 other players in the field, you have to have your absolute A plus game all the time. Everything's got to go right for you. Here, you got to beat one guy like seven times. It's it's it feels and and you know what? Like if you get a hot putter or you don't have to be as exact. I don't know. I feel like it's just I I think it's a spark for him. Well, this is where Rory's 43 29 comes into play. Right. You shoot 40. You shoot 43. You maybe only lost two holes. Sorry, Greg. He was right. talking no, to you. I'm- no, you're you're absolutely right. The the one problem is guys that win in match play putt. Right? They're great. That's the, the best problem. putters. So when the problem I see with Rory has been he misses a short putt and he it it really throws him off with the rest of his game. Um, not that I, I mean the rest of his game has really taken a slide. I think it comes from lack of trust in in the short range on putts. Happens round to round, and that happens in match play. And it can almost exaggerate it. Whereas like a JT whose weakness, his biggest weakness has been some really errant tee shots. Uh, it didn't happen at the players, but errant tee shots have cost him in the past. Xander is the same way. Errant tee shots have cost him. Well, all of a sudden in match play, those don't hurt. They don't hurt as bad. That's one hole. So I'm looking for guys that are making a ton of birdies. I, I think one of the surprise least favorite guys to play against would be a Jordan Spieth. I would not want to play against him because you're constantly counting. Okay, I feel like um, I feel like I should win this hole, and then you you don't win the hole, you lose the hole. And oh, he hit it in the woods, and then you lose the hole. Right? He makes it, that's gonna be it, awesome. It's it's annoying. It gets really annoying. 
So if you've never seen this match play, because we didn't have it last year, Coach, so there's no 2020 uh, edition of this. Kevin Kisner yeah. in 2019, still our defending champion. What's going to happen tomorrow, and I believe you're involved in this, is we're going to draw the groups. So the top 16 seeds. Are you on the show? Are you on the draw show? Well, I decided to bring in an expert for the guy who was going to host it for the PJ Tour. So just a second. Hey guys, how you doing? I'll, I'll be hosting the show tomorrow for the PGA Tour. Anyway, go ahead, Rick. The worst. I was not. I was not expecting that. I did not know where he was going. I was positive Rick's, he was doing it, and then Rick's he gave me this look. Was, Rick's face was incredible. And then he gave My me a bad. look like I was wrong, and I was like, oh, "There's no way I'm wrong about this." Uh, so anyway, so what they're going to yeah. do is they take they take the top 16 seeds, they spread them out in groups, and then we draw yeah. for what the pods, what the rest of the groups Correct. are going to be. And uh, coach, if you thought chaos was this week. Uh, there's probably going to be chaos next week of the 16 top seeds last year or 2019, only five made it out of the, out of the group stage. So you might see some kind of weird looking brackets. You know, you know, what's crazy guys is in, and we've all, I think, uh, said, you know, it's been a year and we all reflected on the last year, a year ago, the tour called me says, coach, we want you to host our bracket reveal special. And then this was the week that it got canceled because of COVID. And now you fast forward a year, and here we are. And I, I could not be more excited because I, I, I'm like you guys. I love this so much, and it means so much to me. It may sound silly to you guys, but it means so much to me that the tour has asked me to host this because I know this means a lot to them. And it's so different than a way, than a way it used to be. So you can talk about, well, you got to get the guy who's red hot that's got to win seven times. They don't have to win seven times anymore. They don't. All they have to do is win their pod and then get into Saturday. It changed because so many people complained because you'd show up for one day and then you were going to go home, and it wasn't worth it to the players. Now you get a much better field because everybody knows they're going to get three rounds. So for me, it's, it's not so much about who's the hottest, but who's the most consistent, who's hitting it the best, who's putting it the best. Because like Kyle said, you go out and shoot at 43, but if you're putting it and you make those par putts from 10 or 12 feet, then you, you can stay in a match. And so when you look at the five last five champions, Kisner, as you said, is the defending champion, Bubba before him, DJ before him, Jason Day in 16, and then Rory in 15. But now you got this infusion of talent. And the thing I like about the WGC is they allow you to qualify up until today. So now you've got like a Matt Jones who all of a sudden he's got to change his travel plans because he's now 11th, right? Uh, and so I, I – Am I, I don't wrong? think so. Am I wrong? Matt Jones, I think it was I think it was set last week. I think Matt Jones missed it by a week because it's off the official okay. World Golf ranking. My yeah. researcher told me you can still qualify today. So I, I think I don't I, think so. Okay. Well, I could be wrong because tonight I'm doing my research on it for tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I have to compartmentalize because if I do research before I do the Honda, then I'll start throwing out wrong facts for that. So re- regard regardless, regardless, the in, in the morning at eleven a.m. You have to just win your pod. We've seen guys and, and you know, you play playoffs and, and things of that nature. I think you've got to come in. It's guys, it's guys that are consistent, that are putting extremely, extremely well, and that their iron play is really good. I think that's why when Kyle said Colin Morikawa, I think he is a sexy pick this week because if you're playing against him and you know that he's going to hit every green in regulation and there's a pretty good chance he's going to be within 20 feet on every single hole, that's a hard mental thing to get past because now it puts pressure on your shot from wherever you are. So to me, iron play putting are the two most important things this week. That draw show is 11 a.m. Eastern Monday morning. 
Is tomorrow, that right? tomorrow morning? Correct. Okay, tomorrow correct. morning, Monday morning. Uh, yeah. So you'll we'll have the groups, we'll have the pods, and it starts on Wednesday, which Wednesday. means we are going every single day next week. Greg, it is going to be Monday's got our regular DFS preview. I think uh, Tuesday we're going. I think six wide. Sia will be on the show. It's going to be a, a little bit bonkers because we got brackets to go through, and then every day a recap episode, a truly daily first cut next week. Yeah, this uh, it is right, seven days. It's going to be a blast. Um, and I love the idea of going through the whole bracket picks. This is the ultimate pick'em week. You yeah. get to it's it's great. So um, it it's intriguing. It doesn't mean that the best players are necessarily going to be there. This is the WGC that's kind of that outlier, right? We, we always talk about how big names win WGCs, but we're talking about three of the four because this is one where mm-hmm. you can get some some variance. And the reason is. You know, cream rises to the top when you're looking at a four round event and you may be able to beat me for one round, but you're not going to beat me for four. Well, this is one round, right? Can you beat me for one round? And there are a lot of guys, uh, I think of like a Louis Oosthuizen. I think of some of these other guys that are um, kind of not as, they're not that A tier, that they're not going to be one and two seeds in this event that can really make a run and they could end up in the finals or even win the whole thing. Louis Oosthuizen, 17-7 and seven in this event since 2015, since they went to the format change. Unbelievable stuff. He's got the best record out of anybody. Yeah. He's the best putter on tour right now, too. Uh-oh. Might be Louis week. There you week. go. There Might you be go. Louis there week. Also, if he- and, and isn't it nice that for three days we get a March Madness feel instead of going 64-32-16? Instead, it's going to be 32 matches for three days, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last uh, six months, only Louis Ustazen and Brendan Todd have over one stroke gain with the putter per round. Uh, Can't lay would also be just miserable to go against because he's slow. He hits it. <laughs> he he hits it at every <laughs> stick, and he he would just be he would be the worst. I would never want to face Can't lay in match play. Slow I would and hate good. that. Slow and slow, good. Oh. Slow and hits every green. You, what, what, I mean, I would just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. I'll play the next round. <laughs> I, I bet he's call. a see, I bet he's a secret trash talker too. I bet he's a secret oh, yeah. trash talker too. For, for sure. And yeah. just says vile things to you. It, he would be awful. Yeah. We need yeah. the U.S. needs to roll him out first in in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> just go go out there and just say just awful things to Rory and to John Rom. <laughs> yeah seriously i love this I, I don't i don't i don't want to get off the beaten path here but speaking of trash talk i got to tell the story Go real it. quick because it's so funny you, did you guys see uh mickelson on six at the honda what happened to him yesterday so he hits it to the right uh and he's out of place so he gets to drop and he, so he takes the first ball out of play so that's so now he drops a second hits it way over the green so he has to go over a tower with a 64 degree takes takes the second ball out of play Hits his third ball onto the green and makes the putt for a par. So he used mm-hmm. three balls, and then he gave two balls to these two cute little girls. He's playing with C.T. Pan, who made a traditional par. He walks onto <laughs> the seven tee, and he looks at C.T., and he goes, so what'd you get on that hole? And C.T. goes, I got a four. And he goes, nice half. <laughs> and that was nice it. That Only was it. Only the two drops, plays three balls, and makes a par. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my in my entire life. It was amazing. It was amazing. If your March Madness bracket is busted, we're going to give you another oh. shot. We'll have a bracket challenge for our listeners to join in for the WGC match play. But for this week's Honda Classic, 
Vince Carter, Doc Giff. That's it. Uh, any parting words before we get out of here, gentlemen? Nope. Kyle. Ricky Fowler, real quick, made the cut on 36 of his holes on the weekend. On, on, or well, he played 36 holes on the weekend. On 20 of them, he, he lost strokes on his approach shots. 20 out of 36. What is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like that's like you're not even an average player in the Honda Classic. It's and you guys saw his post round, right? Where where you know I, I had him Friday, and I really thought he had found something. It looked like he had found something, and so I I was kind of bullish on him on Saturday, and then he blows up, and he addressed the Nick Faldo stuff, and and basically he's like, I got great partners, I made some great commercials, and it's all good. So I don't even know what's happening with him right now. He, he was, is, yeah. I thought he was good on the Faldo stuff. I, yeah, I, I mean, too. What, what, like, what are you supposed to say? It's just, yeah. it's got to be infuriating to go from, yes. and I know we talked about this earlier, but to go from being like a top 25 guy in the world, top 15 guy in the world, and now you can't even hit positive approach shots on half your holes on the weekend where it's not a, it's not a very good field. It's just, I don't know. It's a bummer because he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's been one of the most likable people in the game for a decade, and now he's going to miss his first uh, major since 2010 U.S. Open. Yep. Yikes. Uh, Greg, give us something positive to leave on. We can't leave on that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> something positive. Well, um, I think this upcoming week uh, here on the first cut is going to be one of the more fun weeks that we have. Going for the for the year. I mean, going Absolutely. every single day. We, this is kind of we have some unique things going on, so I can't wait. So just make sure you tune in, and we will be sure not to leave any of these shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, especially Sunday, with a uh, with a, a depressing Ricky Fowler take. There you go. <laughs> That's our promise, and we're sticking to it. That's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD. You can find the coach at the Coach Rules. You can find Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run. Good. We'll see you Monday. This has been the first cut. Catch you next time. winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details